0: Hello. Hi. Welcome to episode two of A Load of Old Waffle. I'm Katie. I'm Mike.
1: So this week we've got lots of films and T V shows to talk about.
0: We do. And if we sound a little bit unenthusiastic, it's because we recorded this three days ago. Yeah. And um the first thing we talk about is Don't Worry Darling, by the way. And it was that one section was unreleasable. The audio, we had an error for some reason. Um so we're gonna, we've got to talk about that again, three days later, yeah. and then there'll be an awkward cut at the end where we try and edit it back in.
1: We also, after Don't Worry Darling, we're going to talk about...
0: Uh, Ticket to Paradise, yep. Do Revenge, Only Murders in the Building Season 2, Drive, and the big Deadpool announcement from the last week.
1: Yeah. So let's get straight in we Don't Worry Darling.
0: So yeah, for the second time. Do
1: you want to do our synopsis, Mike?
0: Well, we recapped all the drama last time. Do you want to do oh, a drama recap? The,
1: pre, the pre-drama.
0: Well, yeah, the pre and ongoing in drama.
1: It is still ongoing, isn't it? Yeah. So it's so it's directed by Olivia Wilde, mm-hmm. who was married to Jason Sudicus. Mm-hmm.
0: Ted Lasso himself.
1: We love Ted Lasso. Cool mustache. Well, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> <laughs> so Shia LaBeouf was originally cast as yep. Jack, the the male lead. Would yep. you say he's the lead? Yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And something went wrong there. We'll come back to that. And Harry Styles was cast in his replacement. Yep. So, long story short, Olivia Wilde starts shagging Harry Styles. (laughs) Yep. Jason Sudeikis wants a divorce. He serves the divorce papers in the middle of one of the press releases.
0: Uh, Yeah, CinemaCon.
1: Yeah, it's a shitload of drama. She's getting loads of shit online, basically, for cheating on her husband. and It's a very messy divorce going on there. They're still together now, though. been over a year, I think.
0: Yeah, oh, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, yeah. Sorry, not Jason Sudeikis.
1: Yeah, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are still a couple.
0: Shagging physically and emotionally, yeah. you could say. Yeah.
1: Um, is not buzzing.
0: And then Olivia Wilde did an interview about Shia LaBeouf, or LaBeouf, however you say it. It's, mm. g- it's got a funny Body musical like on uh, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically said that she fired him when all the allegations about him came out, about the way he treats women and his abusive um, behaviour and everything. And Shia LaBeouf... Re- uh, reputed that he said that he'd already left the project before the allegations came out yeah. due to a lack of rehearsal time or something, and then someone, prob- well, probably shy of himself, <laughs> leaked a video of Olivia Wilde, uh, driving a car. Really weird clip. Yeah, odd. Trying to convince him to stay on and throwing a bit, of, a bit of a shade at Florence Pugh.
1: Yeah.
0: Or Pug, as you like to call it. Pug. <laughs> um, called a Flow. Said that um, it was. Something had happened and it was the wake up call she needed, or something.
1: Yeah, a wake up call to Miss Flow.
0: Yeah, so that came out, and then Florence Pugh quickly stepped Fuming. away from pretty much all promotional material. Something
1: went down, didn't it? Besides yeah. this clip, something has gone horribly wrong on set. I don't know if it's the, partly the cheating drama as well.
0: Yeah, I did read that because um she a bit awkward was awkward on
1: set for everyone. Zach
0: Braff, he's good friends with Jason Sudicus, I think. And yeah, which is and She obviously ex. dated Zach Breath for years, so Breath. <laughs> um, so apparently she wasn't happy with the way that had all gone down, and it just made it awkward between them. Um, so Florence P pretty much skipped everything other than the premiere, the prim, the premiere in Venice. Premier. Jesus, I struggled with that one, didn't I? <laughs> um, There's
1: a great clip of well, is it when they're in Venice? And it's weird as well because we're going to come on to Spitgate as well, obviously. Yes, but so it's. Olivia Wilde's on the aisle seat, then it's Chris Pine and mm-hmm. then Harry Styles. Like everyone knows the shagginess, but Yeah, for I all. Why the... they weren't sat together?
0: For everything in Venice, they they never put the two of them next to each other, which yeah. is just strange. But then
1: there's this mint clip of that event when everyone's clapping Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde is desperate to make eye contact with her. like She's breaking her back yeah. over this aisle seat to try and look at Florence and she just will not even make the slightest bit of eye contact with her. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great watch. Uh,
0: there was the day of the press conference in Venice where Florence Pugh said she couldn't go because she, she had uh, June 2 commitments. Yeah. And she's pictured just sipping Aperol spritzes Yeah, she's in this mint she
1: two-piece purple outfit yeah. and she's just walking down the street with her Aperol like she is in the paparazzi. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then There's of no course... no fucks given at all. Spitgate. Um, back
1: to Spitgate.
0: Something that anyone who listens to our Fight With My Family commentary will know. Kate okay, was very keen to talk about it, <laughs> and he had absolutely nothing to say about it. And so he just shouted at me to talk about Spit- Spitgate for about three minutes.
1: <laughs> I love the drama, but I didn't have a lot to say. But I do have a lot to say now. Go on. So the clip. Harry Styles has been on stage or whatever. And he's walking back to sit. Sit down again. Not next to Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. So he's like, walked past Chris Pine... And he's clapping or whatever. And you can physically see spit come out of his mouth onto Chris Pine's lap. And yes. Chris Pine just looks at his lap like...
0: It's the look of disgust on Chris Pine's face that makes me think I can't it decide if Harry happened. Styles
1: is just speaking. And he has a, he has a big salivary I think, and,
0: yeah. I think it's one of those things where you accidentally kind of goz on someone. Uh, and most people would say sorry, but I think Harry Styles Harry is Styles trying is to remain cool and basically pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. Which isn't the wrong way to go if you accidentally spit on someone or on purpose spit on someone. Don't, yeah. don't, just don't just not spit on people. Because
1: Chris Pine quite clearly is not Harry Styles' biggest fan. From all the other interviews, he uh, this man looks drained. We He's have not exhausted. even we haven't
0: talked about his um, Harry Styles' interview where he says that he likes that movie because it's a movie, oh, you it know, feels a movie, like a real movie, it a go to, to the, the theater. theaters, sit down type of movie.
1: And Chris Pine's face is a picture in these interviews. He's just like staring at the ceiling, like if I. I can't mentally engage with this because I'm gonna hit the fucking. Moon. We
0: should just do a commentary for that Harry Styles interview and if you can do a shot every it's time like he says a movie. Chris Pine has
1: like little earphones that you can't see, just playing white noise, and <laughs> to to Harry Styles go go on about shit.
0: Um, so that is essentially all of the drama.
1: I think we've done a great summary there. That the was drama. a good
0: summary, and then
1: Twitter's been amazing. Yeah, so many funny
0: memes. Uh, speaking of Twitter, we are at Sweet Films. Alk, please get in touch. First please person do. to get in touch when a DVD signed by the two of us. That probably no one wants, but we'll send it to you anyway. We will. Um, fiver. you get to pick the dvd we to trying to include <laughs> money every time we bring it up you want to give money away we're desperate um so on to the film itself uh quick synopsis it's set in the victory project <laughs> uh like an idyllic ni- 1950s style mm, 50s, private
1: 60s, 60s, private no, no, like what would describe
0: us it's like a little village but just in the middle of nowhere yeah
1: yeah, They're like in the desert, and they have built this like gorgeous little yeah. complex, with um, little town in the center, and all the houses kind of expand outwards in a big circle. Yeah,
0: and more people
1: that move in there further away from town.
0: It's lovely. You can kind of have anything you want there. Yeah. Um, all it's the really women bright
1: and colorful. The weather's always paying. Yeah,
0: and that's one thing I will say about this film. It looks great. Oh, everything, the costumes, the locations, really, really, very
1: stylish, very nice sure. to
0: look at. Yeah, really like aesthetically pleasing. Which is a great good saying. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so the the men go off to work every day on a secret on secret projects that the yeah, wives so they, aren't they allowed to these,
1: know. Sorry, they have these pen cars, yep. like proper old school cars, and they just all drive into the desert into this fucking hole in the mm. desert. You've no idea where they're going.
0: Yeah, and then the women, uh, they'll they'll shop or they'll go to dance ballet class. You know they go to ballet, and they're um. clean. Oh, they have to clean every day, and there's never a mess.
1: Yeah, it's very um, traditional. Sometimes they might like cut loose, empty eggs,
0: <laughs> eggs that have no yolk in.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, sometimes they might wrap cling film around their own head, but neither here nor there. Or cellophane, as some people randomly call it. Well, some countries call it. It should be uh, cling film. Cling film sounds better. It does. Um, yeah, so, and then the women wait by the door when the husbands get back with a whiskey in hand. Uh, ready for uh, dining table cunnilingus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is oral sex for anyone who speaks normally.
0: <laughs> cunnilingus is a funny word, though. It um, is funny word. And and when you get in dining <laughs> dining table cunnilingus, you have to knock every plate off, even if oh, even it's if it's kind of not in scene. pleasure, you just awkwardly knock it off. For well, no this was reason. a bit
1: of drama as well, wasn't it? When the trailer came out, there's obviously there's this clip of Harry Styles going down on Florence yeah. pew. And Florence Pugh is fuming about it because everyone's going on about it.
0: Yeah, I agreed with it, to we be honest. worked
1: really hard on this film. Yeah. And why? So, so I feel like there was a bad taste in it. Yeah, the mouth quote was like,
0: it's, it's frustrating there. that we kind of poured everything we had into this film. That's like a, a strong film that we're all really proud of. And yet all anyone can seem to talk about is, she said something like, the most famous man in the world going down on me. Which yeah. is, you can see why you've worked really hard on it, you're proud of it. And then all anyone can talk about is...
1: She I mean, she can't have it buzzing that Harry Styles was cast anyway. No, I think they must have. Well, we both said this after the cinema. They must have proper changed that role once Harry. Was it's, cast.
0: Yeah, it's either they've either dropped it down or it just feels like a male smaller role because he's he a not it. as confident and he doesn't stand out massively in the smaller scenes. No. When it's kind of like when in the happy scenes, he's quite good. When there's when they're arguing or.
1: It's when they're arguing. Yeah,
0: and especially because he's opposite Florence Pugh and Chris Pine and Olivia Wilde, all kind of incredible. Yeah. But Florence Pugh is probably one of the best actors in the world at the minute. Yeah. So.
1: And it shows in this film. Yeah,
0: it does. She's minting in it, but it so it's really. It's like the best
1: and the worst. It's it's like Florence Pugh is acting with a piece of cardboard.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's one. Uh, which makes her
1: look even better, but also makes her really good for being able to do it.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. To still be a good. Scene. And I think she'll. There'll be a lot of Oscar. I think the drama around it has probably hurt a chances of an Oscar nomination. Yeah,
1: it's poor bad um, taste in one's mouth.
0: This is a I good. Like we're doing a good label. way of. Um, we haven't even done one spoiler yet. This is very. We're doing a spoiler-free thing first, and oh, then. Oh my
1: god! Yeah.
0: This, this maybe we should always record them twice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Concise.
0: Spoiler-free kind of rough opinions before we dive into the detail of it. Like we just said, looks good. Performance is mostly good. Um. The script lacks a lot. And there's a twist, and we won't spoil it yet, but it feels undeserved, and everything after the twist you struggle with, I think.
1: Yeah, totally
0: agree. Right, let's let's jump into spoilers. Do you want to say the twist?
1: It's so bad. So basically, the twist is it's a virtual simulation. Yeah, VR. So all these men, when they go off to work, the logging out of the simulation to physically work in the real world to earn money to pay for the VR that they yeah. all trick the wives into. Or all not just, even the all wives. Or just fallen
0: assaulted, yeah. Yeah. Assaulted. And... So, the way,
1: the, where it comes from is, is this scene where Florence Pugh is a surgeon in the real world mm-hmm. and she's just come back from a 30-hour shift to fucking harry styles oh
0: and they make him look terrible by the way like he is oh, he is oh. objectively a very good looking man yeah you should see what this wig does to him
1: it's so impressive how bad they make him look you like, would not this man is dead on the inside Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> like she gets home she's worked a 30-hour shift and he's like oh
1: what yeah
0: I, I, I haven't made tea what have you been doing for 30 hours you little loser
1: well yeah and it turns out he's been sat online watching these basically cult videos of Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Cold Podcast Frank. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's running this cult basically, Chris Pine, mm-hmm. to get these sad lonely men to pay to be in the Victory project where they can be really successful, have the have have it all really. Whoever they want to be the wife in there, they can just pick a random person yep. to basically pin down in real life and force them to be in the simulation. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for Florence Pugh, in one respect, she's actually in a committed, uh, consensual relationship with Harry Styles. But yeah. then he does force her to be in this VR. Yeah, it
0: doesn't basically. show it clearly, but he, he basically assaults her to get her in. Yeah. And so, yeah, the women don't leave the VR at all.
1: They don't know they're in it. They think, yeah. The women think that this is real life, and they can't remember the, their actual life outside of the VR.
0: Their uh, Their husbands monitor them in the real world. Like, we see a scene where he, like, Put water on her lips to keep her lips, Yeah, dry, like which is them stri- on It's just mm-hmm. a strange thing to show us because it doesn't show us how he feeds her or how she shits. Yeah, <laughs> anything that you would actually yeah. think. It's like, oh, I bet her lips are dry.
1: <laughs> I wonder yeah. how. It makes I no hope, sense. I hope
0: he's looking after. I hope he's putting some chapstick on them. Like <laughs> it's the what? It's not in and,
1: and again. time passes as normal as well. So Florence Pugh has just done a thirty-hour shift in a yeah. doctor's surgery. And then just obviously never goes back because she's lying in bed with Harry fucking Styles for years because <laughs> they're in the VR for well maybe not years for that physical couple a but good some while are. yeah yeah for um... a long time and no clearly no one's looking for her because she's just lying in bed in her apartment
0: that is that's it another makes no big sense big problem basically it ends she's
1: not had a shit for moms, apparently that's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> it ends very abruptly with um she escapes from the Victory Project and we'll go into a bit more detail around that I'm sure yeah but. The screen cuts to black and we just hear her waking up in the real world. So we don't know if there's any repercussions for Frank who runs this. No. Or if she goes and gets the police and they arrest all the men who've put the wives and uh, mostly unwillingly well. into it. Um,
1: sorry to interrupt, no but well. another spoiler is... In fact, this is the wrong time to ring up what I've started now. Basically, Harry Styles dies in the VR. Yep. So does she wake up next to a dead body?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it's another one of them where... And quite a lot of, like, vr things, they're like, oh, if you if you die in here, you also die in the real world. It's like, why? Because...
1: That makes sense. As far as we can
0: tell, the which VR... Is the, this
1: is how this VR works, by the way. If you die in the simulation, you, yeah. your body in the real world dies as well.
0: But the actual VR in the real world is just, like, a machine that keeps your eyes open. Yeah. And projects an image directly onto your eyes, and then you put a black-and-white video of people dancing on your roof, which you're always looking up at.
1: Yeah. I uh, suppose it's like... um. Hypnosis, at all.
0: yeah, I suppose.
1: But then Harry Styles is like obviously physically drives the car to leaves to come into the real world. He's obviously not his physical body isn't doing that.
0: No, her physical yeah.
1: body's not moving to do stuff. Yeah,
0: your physical body's just always lay down. Which again yeah. is like so like when they have sex, are they? Is he just having a wank?
1: yeah like, I don't I don't it, get it
0: yeah it, and then that's
1: another thing they'll never have sex do they yeah it's, he always goes down on
0: her yeah because he's trying to try make up for his lack of masculinity he always mm. pleases her which I quite and again I think there's some themes in it that I quite like like the whole Frank's ideology is it's the modern world that makes you unhappy because there's there's too much stuff and if you mm. went back to a simpler time and obviously it's, his, his opinion is mainly based on sexism the fact that well, women yeah. can can do things now and have jobs and you know they're not waiting with you at the door for you with a whiskey in hand and yeah. not waving you off to Except work Harry every Styles morning is
1: waiting behind his computer after watching fucking videos all day Did you and make, saying, i don't know what to have no, yeah. tea. Did you and you she's like tea? oh i don't i don't really fucking care i want to go to bed and then he tries to shag her yeah he does, and then he yeah. sh- feels really fucking sorry for herself because she's like i've done a 30 hour shift I want to have a shower and go to bed
0: yeah because she's got another shift the next day in like seven hours
1: yeah so he then decides that she's miserable so he does this for her as well which is awful
0: um
1: oh there's so much to unpick with this it is
0: it's tricky because the reason sorry we kind uh, of
1: started at the end which was interesting on that part
0: (laughs) the reason uh, Florence Pugh originally starts to suspect yes is that a friend called (laughs) Margaret Margaret, um, or a, a former friend
1: Who's in the VR as well. Yeah.
0: Wandered into the desert with her son and then uh came back and started saying that nothing was real, basically, we shouldn't be here. Her son had disappeared. And basically what you find out later is that she escaped and Yeah. Couldn't get couldn't adjust back to the fake world knowing what she knew. Yeah. But it just it t- it's really slow. It's a really slow burn and it just doesn't feel justified in its twist at all.
1: because no, Florence Pugh watches her and Margaret as well, so she comes back, her husband puts her back in the VR after yeah. she figures it out, and they go with the storyline that in the VR world, the Victory Project, that she's mad, basically. that She's gone a bit mad. And then Florence Pugh sees Margaret stood on the roof. And, oh, what's this? Like a trigger warning? It's not very nice. She slits her own throat. Yeah. Very obvious that she's killed herself. Yep. Falls off the roof, and then these weird men in <laughs> boiler suits come yeah. running in and take her body away. And Florence Pugh's like, Oh my god, yeah. Margaret, babe, you all right? And then after that, Margaret's just gone because she's obviously dead physically. Yeah,
0: and the story is that her husband's been fired yeah. because of Margaret because you know you, yeah, you, can't because have a, you can't have an unruly wife,
1: yeah. Oh, god, you can have me. a wife
0: with opinions. Um,
1: but those, so then that's Florence Pugh. Loses her head basically. Like, yeah. no, she killed herself. I watched her do it, and all these fucking men are just belittling her. Like, oh, she just got stitched up. She's fine. And mm. she's like, no. And she just will not accept what all these men are telling her.
0: Yeah, and she has her own exper- experience of escaping because she's on the trolley, which takes you from A to B. So sent back to your house or whatever. And a plane flies overhead quite clearly crashing.
1: So we'll just, we'll just pause there. They're in a VR. Yeah. Why Why is there a fucking plane in exactly. there anyway? Exactly. That that Where's was my biggest going? problem. Is it exactly. just like something they put in the sky to look nice?
0: But it's clearly crashing. Why would that be edited into this it's seemingly idyllic, yeah, Frank virtual... Frank has created
1: look. this VR was it... to be absolutely perfect. Why would he put a plane in it anyway? Because if I was Florence Pierre, I'd be like, I wouldn't mind going on fucking all Yeah, yeah. Let's Can I leave this plane, horrible hot it? desert? Yeah. yeah. Let's but then go to also, Paris. Why make it crash? Yeah. I get that the women shouldn't be in the desert anyway, but then it makes you think, like, because yeah,
0: there's no need for a plane in a world that's fake and yeah, you're not actually it doing anything. Doesn't make
1: anything. any sense. Because then I assumed when that happened, when because the men are going off to work and you don't realize that they're going, they're physically checking out into the real world. You think that the picture project's kind of real, don't you? And something's yeah, going on Yeah, because every now and, and again, on. so I the, thought that was something to do shapes. with them. Yeah. So you
0: think they're doing building missiles, or you think you? Yeah. It kind of implies that they're, they're doing something dodgy with weaponry or yeah, the military.
1: Yeah, they're they're just very fucking bad. And so that and plane, you can't work out what they're doing.
0: It's either they're just as a red herring to make you think something that would be better than the twist you actually get. Yeah. Or it's literally just oh shit, we don't really know how to get Florence Pew out of this without.
1: Yeah. It's it... just it's just infuriating. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense because then she says to the trolley guy like oh shit, let's go and help. And that plane just crashed and he's just like nope.
0: And another point, who's the trolley guy? Is what? he someone who's signed up for the Victory Project, who doesn't get a perfect life, who just drives a trolley? Yeah. <laughs> is he Is he computer code? And
1: is, the Red Boilermen as well, who come in yeah. and just fucking wipe Chris Pratt's Brandt, ass. There is, like, Why? the physical
0: what? embodiment of virus protection or whatever, but yeah. does he have security in the real world? Like, when Florence Pugh escapes at the end, back into the real world, are there a team of, like, hitmen on the way to yeah, get together. her? Yeah, to
1: get it just, oh, you just needed more boggles. time in the real
0: world afterwards. You needed to know what happened, what the consequences were. It's too abrupt. The twist, I think, is unearned and it comes too late.
1: Yeah, just because it, it undoes literally everything. Yeah, like when you Not pick out, like sense. we just have. It, this, it... I think that's why this commentary is just fucking chaos because yeah. I can't, I just don't get it. I don't get how they thought this was a good script or how this was a good, justified twist. I would much rather that the Victory Project was real. And the men like I don't know kidnapped the wives or whatever, and physically brought them to this place.
0: Yeah, and, and there's there's a doctor there who is genuinely wiping the memories. Or yeah, some I wanted, I wanted it to, it be, to be real. real yeah, cause it,
1: it just doesn't make sense as being a VR at all.
0: No, it doesn't. And it's
1: the biggest plot hole I've seen in a film in a long time. Yeah, even shit. Me and my watch shit horrors all the time. Even they make more fucking sense.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: Piranha Three dd D made plot. Like.
0: There were there were certain things I liked as well that were also unexplored. Like every woman in there doesn't doesn't know apart from Olivia Wilde's character, yeah. Who just at the end after Florence Pugh has killed, Harry Styles it's, it's like, yeah.
1: Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde are best friends in it, and she's yeah. going on to Olivia Wilde at the end like something's not right here. Olivia and Wilde's then furious. She gets in a fight with uh, Jack, Harry Styles, mm-hmm. um, fucking Florence Pugh, and kills Jack. So then Olivia Wilde comes rushing in like he's dead now. You've killed him in the real world and da da da. So, and then... Yeah. I'll oh, sorry, I'll let you carry on because I stole
0: your point. No, no, because she... Um, so I I'm
1: this kerfuffle of Florence Pugh killing Jack.
0: Yeah. Olivia Wilde explains that she knows that it's a simulation, that she lost her children in the real world, and so coming in here allows her to recreate them because all kids in the simulation are fake as well.
1: The kids aren't real, basically. And
0: again, that would be more interesting if you had more time to explore it, but it's like, oh, yeah. here's an interesting point. Run away, Florence. We'll never come back to this. And yeah. also with Chris Pine.
1: Because Florence Pugh's like, your children aren't real. And she's like, yeah, I know.
0: But at least, the, he but and at like least little, I yeah. can be with them,
1: yes. But she's like she oh, drinks wow. all the
0: time. She not really mm. seem that fussed about her kids. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's a, a strange. If if she was obsessed with the kids throughout, that would be like, okay, we feel sorry for her. But I don't really know what I was supposed to feel there. Whether I was I supposed to feel sorry for her?
1: That's such a good point, because she's kind of dismissive of her kids. Yeah. They? Well, not dismissive. It's a bit but, tight. But... No,
0: yeah, but she's not.
1: Mother of the, the year. Yeah, she's not
0: the most loving mother you've ever seen. It's not like her defining characteristic. No. I would say a defining characteristic is she loves a drink. Yeah.
1: And she's quite like, uh, what's
0: the word I want? Outspoken, I suppose. Yeah, she's a bit mean to the other women. Yeah, like she's, yeah, the oh, top, yeah. she's the yeah, top of like, the She's very um And then another interesting point that was kind of not explored. So when Frank Frankie's Chris Pine, the guy who runs it, when it all starts, when the shit is the fan and Jack's dead and Florence Pugh's making a great escape his wife played by uh, Gemma chan whose name i cannot remember at all no nah. um kills him she stabs him and she's like oh it's my turn now you idiot i'm going to basically i am going to run this now yeah and again that's quite interesting how is that going to change is it going to be more mm. towards women is it going uh, to yeah but but like what are we supposed to think there's going to be a sequel because there isn't it's just another thing of like oh that would have been interesting if this yeah. film had another half an hour maybe you trimmed half an hour from the
1: from the start, the start, it's an incredibly long start.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then also one of the other friends talking about the women is pregnant all the time. Oh,
0: eternally pregnant. Yeah. Does he? Does a, does her husband just like pregnant women? Does he have a pregnant fetish or something? Like, yeah,
1: because she's all she's this a made that she is always pregnant.
0: Oh, and drinking and stuff, and so yeah. But the,
1: like as a woman in the simulation, it's not like she is unaware of these things anymore. Yeah. She. Why is she not being like, sorry, darling husband, why have I been pregnant for three years?
0: Yeah. And and it's there's, bizarre. there is a scene that's quite you know, so really maybe good. they're
1: making her forget or whatever, but I don't know.
0: There's a scene that's really good where Florence Pugh it's kind of
1: film.
0: kind of figures it out at a dinner party and she realizes that they all have there's only three ways that they met their husbands. They all honeymooned in one of three places. Yeah. So something's fishy. And you kind of, kind of see in the women's face that they're a bit like, oh shit, shit someone is up here. But again...
1: Because yeah. yeah, obviously when they come in, they can't remember how... They have to wipe the memory of how they actually met their partner. Yeah. Because then they would remember, remember the real the world. Remember the modern world, yeah. So you assume when the men trick the wives or random woman into the yeah, simulation that they just get a backstory. And... But again, Frank's made this whole fucking victory project. Why have three backstories? Yeah,
0: maybe edit out that pesky plane and <laughs> put in a fourth backstory. Yeah. Just bizarre. Um,
1: uh, it's a shame, you know, as well, because it, it was a really good cast. Such a stylish, good film. It looks so good. Yeah, no, I agree. And I actually didn't hate it up until the twist. Like, the you twist were quite really bored and you me. thought it, it felt really long. I didn't actually think it felt that long. Yeah. But the twist, I was just like, what? Harry Styles takes you out of it a lot.
0: Yeah. And again, like Harry Styles is such a loser in the real world. What job has he got in the real world? that's allowing him to pay for this. Like, it's super high-tech. How much is it? Because that
1: scene as well, when Florence Pugh's come home from work, Harry Styles basically gets uh, groomed into this cult because Mm. he's unemployed and he can't find work. So, So, obviously, Frank has given him some sort of job in the real world, but what is it? I want to fucking know. Yeah,
0: there's just a lot of... The real world... Once you know the twist, the real world becomes more interesting. Yeah. And we'd never go back to it, and it's just weird. Um, I
1: get the whole thing of when... At the end, when she wakes up with the breath, and it just ends. It's a cooler way to end the film. Yeah, it oh, yeah. also makes it infuriating.
0: Yeah, I it feel... makes
1: not again. It just makes no fucking sense. Everyone have a shot every time I say it makes no
0: fucking sense. <laughs> it's style over substance, I think, and that kind of goes throughout the whole film.
1: Yeah, really, it really does. There's no, there's no actual story here. It's just they wanted. To, they had this visually idea for a film. Like when she's cracking the eggs and stuff at yeah, the start, that's cool. that's... and the eggs are like powder yeah. when she first gets suspicious, and it's it's like. What, what? Why? A lot it of went, good Why themes. would that one egg not crack? Because we see her every morning making eggs and bacon, so is it because she's already made the eggs and bacon? That egg doesn't now need to crack? Is it
0: just a glitch? Yeah. And then she's
1: like, there's one scene where she's cleaning the window and the window kind of...
0: snakes up on her and smushes her. Yes,
1: literally smushes her whole face smush, against the window. Smush, that's a word. Smush, but why... Like It's a simulation, it's all controlled. Why would they make that happen? Yeah,
0: and I assume that oh, there's supposed, supposed to, to think glitches. That she's going but... mad like
1: Margaret went mad, so it, it might made a good point, actually, after... Yeah, so what?
0: there's a point where, because what, she won't let it go, the, the doctor, uh, who's like Frank's partner, um, he gives her that, is it electric shock therapy, or yeah. what they did to Eleven's moment in Stranger Things.
1: ECT, electrical convulsion and then, therapy,
0: is mad. Basically, she comes back to the Victory Project a, 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 an amount of time later, and it's like, oh, you're back now after you break down, and... yeah. And so if he started the film there with her returning to this place, and you know she's had a breakdown. Then when the weird stuff starts happening, you'd think,
1: you'd be away, is she's it real or, or
0: yeah, her. has she genuinely lost her mind? Is so. But then when we come back to the Witchy Project, and you know that she's right, you you go back and you're like, okay, this is gonna last for five minutes. Yeah. It's it's just a pointless. I feel like that electric therapy thing only introduced only is in there, so it, they could actually have a reason to cut back to the real world and sh- and give mm. us the twist, which again is too late. And I like we've waffled on enough about this. Let's give it our scores. Yeah,
1: we have. I could complain about this film for hours. Yeah, honestly.
0: because you, there's just a lot to unpick in there in terms of things that don't.
1: Well, that quite like, Oh, and this was shit. <laughs> the take message is It is a shit, shit film.
0: Yeah. Nice and to Harry look at. Stale's well made. Is it's
1: horrendous. There's one point when he's like screaming in the car, yeah. which is bad. It's like people were laughing in the cinema exactly. Yeah,
0: it's in again. Like in the smaller moments, he's fine. It's the big moments. He's, he's shouting, fuck in a car, and it. Yeah, oh, people did laugh. It's just shocking.
1: Laugh. It's so. It's it's a bad film. Fun
0: side note about the screen. The screen. We watched it as well. you uh, had to tell some girls to show
1: Yeah, they all shit themselves.
0: <laughs> they were they were clearly there. They were about twelve.
1: To the just to see Harry Styles
0: and the sex scene, so we just giggled the whole way through.
1: We were just talking a bit like. i like, having volume. a normal conversation. It was bizarre. It could have been
0: podcasting in there. I don't
1: know. We might as well have fucking done
0: it. <laughs> um, I'll give it a 4. um A 5.
1: It's a toss up between the 3 and the 4 for me. Purely for Florence Pew.
0: I think Florence Pew gives it an extra point and how nice it looked on the locations. And I think you've got a. It's like an original film isn't it which everyone says we want more of but then when a film like this comes out and it is original people don't want to see it and no. i suppose this one doesn't justify you going seeing it so it's that problem thing isn't it of, i'm
1: gonna give it
0: a 3.5 yeah i mean i can't disagree and then would i recommend no no
1: um
0: olivia wilde's first film that is uh written by the same writer as well of this i think her name's katie silberman S- Anyway, no idea. she does Booksmart a good job it. Better. Yeah. if you're gonna watch an olivia wilde film watch *Booksmart*.
1: Oh yeah, that's really that's
0: good. That's the takeaway, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, watch books, Matt.
0: Um, and now we with... Log
1: on Twitter for the drama because that's funny. Oh that's, yeah, that's the only good thing about this film. Go back
0: and watch his movie, 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 movie interview. Uh, A <laughs> lot of fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that is don't worry, darling, and now get ready for an awkward cut. While I try to edit this back in, so the rest of it that we shot three days ago. Uh, We're new
1: at this. Thank enjoy. you.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway. So, we've got um, Ticket to Paradise, Do Revenge, Only Murders in the in Season 2, Drive, or Deadpool news. Let's jump into the Deadpool news. This is something I'm excited about. So, um, Katie has not seen most of the X-Men films. So, she cannot properly quantify the excitement of the news that Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine in Deadpool 3, which will come out in 2024. That's the news, that's the update. Mm -hmm. Um, Katie, you've seen both Deadpool films? Mm -hmm. But you've seen... Half a vlog and you fell asleep. Yep. Which is pretty infuriating me more than I can even explain, audience.
1: Sorry.
0: You it was a good
1: film. any of type. the others, I
0: don't think. Oh no, you seen First mm-hmm. Class. What? I? I think I showed you First Class. I don't think you did. I did. I actually don't. It's done with James McAvoy. In. Oh yeah, he
1: did. Yeah. That uh, see, great.
0: audience, do you see how she just doesn't trust me at all?
1: This is a five year
0: relationship and she has no backing of me.
1: No, it's not that I don't back you, it's just. It's, it's not, not right
0: before. we're gonna redo them for our commentary 100 percent, because the, she, she just appreciates she does not appreciate them at all
1: okay
0: anyway i think this is huge news mm. the fact that deadpool's finally getting his mcu break is huge the fact that Hugh jackman's coming out of retirement to replay wolverine like and the fact that the two of them are friends in real life as well you, you know yeah. you're in for something good there so yeah, you I think you, they have you don't, a good relationship. You don't have like the kind of the insight of the X Men films, but what what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really good. <laughs> <laughs> As an outsider who knows nothing about I was it, I'm
0: gonna say that was that was brief.
1: Well, yeah.
0: I think I, I love I Ryan like...
1: Reynolds Deadpool. I love um, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Seeing them both together, what could go wrong? Love it. Excited.
0: I really like the way they announced it. I like the thing of. Uh, Ryan Reynolds does a video where he's like, "Yeah, Deadpool three. We've Been thinking about it for ages. We don't know what to do." And then Hugh Jackman just walks across the background. And he's like, "Oh, Hugh, do you want to play Dead uh, Wolverine again?" And he's like, "Yeah, Ryan, why not?" <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. That's the announcement. And then, like, to compare that to Spider-Man No Way Home, where kind of everyone knew that Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire we were going to be in it, but it was never confirmed.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like it's
0: such a nice juxtaposition between those two because I kind of loved the Spider-Man thing of yeah. even when I sat down in the cinema about to watch I was like I'm 95% well, sure they're going to yeah. be in it but the, the 5% of doubt they give me there but I kind of like this one of like don't worry he's fucking in it he's here I'm sat right next to me Yeah, in it Hugh Jackman yeah. is in it be exci- get excited I
1: think the Spider-Man going in that way probably worked to advantage in that was 100% respect, yeah. And yeah I think, this is, that I way, I think that's the right way,
0: the way to do it because I think if you started announcing Deadpool 3 I think everyone expected it. Everyone expected something like that. Yeah. So I think it's clever. Um. And then now we're on to your pick again. You've got Ticket to Paradise. Do Revenge. Stop.
1: Ticket to Paradise. You're going to go Ticket to Paradise. We Shocking. watched this
0: two nights ago. Yes. Do you want me to do the plot? Mm-hmm. So a couple who have divorced, who do not like other anymore, have a daughter who's just graduated college. And the daughter who's just graduated college... Um, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. I'll call her daughter Lily. Lily daughter. So Lily daughter is um she's going to Bali for three months before she starts in like a top law firm with her yeah. mate. And while she's in Bali, Lily daughter meets a bloke, uh, who, a seaweed farmer called Goodday, and they fall in love, and they agree to get married. So the parents that hate each other, played by George Clooney and Julia Roberts, um, agree to get along for the time being to break up the wedding because they don't want them to make the same mistakes that they made and get married too young and start to hate each other. And I was excited for this film. I thought if um, if you're reuniting George Clooney and Julia Roberts on screen, it's gotta be a script that's worthy of it. I thought it'd be funny, I thought it'd be it'd be sweet, and I was wrong.
1: And I told Mike, I said, That looks shit.
0: And after watching and it you
1: were like, No, it'd be so good and I was like, Nah, that'll be shit.
0: After watching was, it, it's was pretty ready. clear the only reason they both signed on for it was for the holiday in Bali because the script is it's not even bang average. It feels like, a, rom- and I said this to Katie when we left the cinema, it feels like a, a rom-com script from the early 2000s where there's, like, no edge to it. Because, like, I feel like since Super Bad and since 500 Days of Summer and since The Big Sick and all those types of rom-coms of the modern day, with there's dick jokes and stuff like that, yeah, you used to like it even, like, a little bit of edge, a little bit of something that adds a bit of flavour to the genuine, like, to just kind of the boring, oh, we hate each other, but then we fall in love story. And there was just, there was none of that in this. It was...
1: It literally gave us nothing.
0: It was... It, it was yeah. so
1: forgettable, so generic. Yeah, forgettable really is boring. the right
0: word. I, I was excited for it, like I say. And it did offer nothing. It's... it's The whole thing looks beautiful. It's shot on location in Bali, and it looks incredible. And it made me want to go there, 100%. Oh, what a gorgeous like, location. unbelievable. Every single bit of it looked perfect. Um,
1: For me, I could tell it was bad because I was more invested in... Um, Lily, the daughter, and G'day, G'day the, yeah. um, the lad from Bali. I was more invested in their relationship, and there obviously no one knew. Yeah, this is George Clooney and um, what's her face, Julia Roberts.
0: Roberts. Yeah, and there's just a lot of things. And there was like... just a scene
1: we were watching. I thought, oh, I hope X, Y, Z happens. And I thought, God, why am I asked? Yeah, because I'm not asked. But it was just better than. All the other shit we were
0: watching with them too. Yeah, and what was interesting for me I was um, Billy Lord. Is she called Billy Lord? From yep. American Horror Story, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yep. She is the friend of Lily, the daughter. So she's like the the best friend character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, like, when you cast Billy Lord, you think, okay, Billy Lord's really funny. This is going to be a really funny role." But it wasn't. It was like it was just another wasted. It felt like every every person in that role was wasted because they were all really, really good actors. They're all really good. Like Lily's great. She's yeah. in loads of good stuff. She's in Booksmart. Again, uh, rolling back ah. round to Lily Wilde. George Clooney and Julie Roberts. Like, you shouldn't you should see them to in a film together and think, oh, you shouldn't have to question whether it's gonna be good or not. You should just know it's gonna yeah. be good. And so for me, yeah. I I convinced Katie to come. I thought it'd be really good.
1: And it well, just Well, we do have a limitless, so it wouldn't come all. anyway.
0: So I would give that. This might, this might be my lowest rate, and I think I'd give it a 3.5.
1: Think about what you give Don't Worry Dallas as well.
0: Yeah, I'd give it a 3.5. Maybe a 3. No, a 3.5. I'd give it a
1: 3. Yeah. Oh, no, you're 3. usually harsher than me. 3.5, I think it's fair. It looked great.
0: I liked a fair few of the performances. I really liked Lily. I liked day I liked both of them, too.
1: Yeah, like I said, I actually and enjoyed I
0: that he, I, I liked Julie Roberts. I thought it was kind of George Clooney's wackiness I didn't love. It wasn't like George Clo the George Clooney of Oceans I Eleven. Absolutely
1: despised Julie Roberts it was like boyfriend. George
0: Clooney of I don't know, like it was like he was trying to be like the whimsical and wacky and there was it was kind of a prolonged scene where they do a lot of like parent dancing. Which again is what made me yeah. think it was like a film from the two thousands where it's like, Oh yeah, twenty years ago, oh, that would have been funny, pop. but like we've seen adult dancing now, like David yeah, David Brent did it twenty years like, ago, yeah. like and if you don't beat the David Brent dance, like you can't do it. Oh, it's, it's not even like I'm dance. saying. Oh, it yeah. gave us nothing.
1: Like we all love a generic rom com, like exactly, yeah. It follows a set.
0: Yeah, you've got up all the rules. Script, that's yeah, that's fine.
1: That's fine. But this just this it, really yeah. brought nothing to the table. No, I completely at
0: all. agree. I completely agree. It was it was underwhelming, and I would definitely not recommend it.
1: Absolutely not.
0: And that leaves us with. I'm gonna pick. Let's go to do revenge because this film surprised. <laughs> surprise me. On the whole, I don't like Netflix films.
1: No. They're,
0: in they, our house, they have a very bad reputation. Yeah, they normally have one or two good actors in them, but the scripts are terrible, or the direction's terrible. Th- they're normally pretty much terrible. Yeah. There's maybe so this five examples of not terrible ones. Absolutely
1: will never watch Netflix, yep. though we'll laugh at the trailer when it comes up on Netflix yep. because we will gen- genuinely think it looks bad every time. Yeah. And then we this was popping up on oh, her Netflix film, and it was Maya in and we were like, ooh.
0: We both of Maya we Hawk from like Stranger Hawk. Things, yep.
1: We so like, fuck it, let's watch it. We were hungover on a certain We were
0: hungover. That is a key part of the story. We were very hungover. And we
1: put it on. It was like 25, 30 minutes, and I was like, this is bad, but I want to watch it. And Maya yes. was like, yep.
0: That is... <laughs> That's the difference between this and other Netflix films, I would say, is this was... I didn't, li- I didn't enjoy it, but it was like, I'm hooked.
1: I can't no, stop watching this. No, I enjoyed it, but this. it was bad.
0: Nutty, I appreciate yeah. it was a bad
1: film, but I couldn't turn it off.
0: Maya Hawke what happened. great in it.
1: And oh, again, a quick
0: well. summary of the plot is... It's very much like um, Strangers on a Train meets and classic 90s high school films. So, yeah. two people... One one girl who has had her a nude video leaked by her boyfriend teams up with a girl who is a bit of a loser. Um, she's like a, she's yeah. just moved into the area. And she has um she's a lesbian and she tried to kiss a girl and that girl um ruined her life basically. Yeah, told everyone that she tried to like force herself on her. Yeah. Um, we like watched this. We watch this a lot. also try, so she's it, yeah.
1: away to get away from all the horrible Yeah, shit so they they team up
0: and they're gonna do, they're gonna do revenge, hence the title, on each other's enemy.
1: Can I share a spoiler?
0: It's uh, only say spoilers, yeah. You gotta spoiler. say spoilers.
1: So, we've just explained the first twenty minutes of the film. Yes, and I said to Mike instantly when the two main characters you met. Did, off. So you, Maya Hawk right. is um, she's the lesbian who's had her life ruined by this horrible mm-hmm. person in her past. And then the other girl is um, Drea.
0: Oh, I couldn't not take the she's name. She's called Drea, it's been, and she's like
1: popular. Everyone loves her. And I said yep. to Mike instantly, "She is absolutely the girl that's fucked over Maya Hawk. I'm And I was check names. Like, Ooh, and I was right.
0: You did. You did get it right, and I I I'll admit it. You 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 nailed it. So it was very was like, I'm impressive. So
1: it was so obvious to me because of it the was personality very that this Drea was and the personality that Maya heart was playing. And I yeah. loved it. I loved, I loved that I called it because I could see she it. She is all the way called through Drea. It's
0: Drea and Eleanor. You're right, yeah.
1: Boom.
0: And so Drea is um, oh, Camilla Mendes to have from Riverdale. she this horrible
1: traumatic experience caused by Drea. So she deliberately befri- befriends Drea mm-hmm. to fuck her over, basically. Yes. To do revenge.
0: Yeah, and um, what's interesting about this film is, again, so Drea, um, Camilla Mendes from Riverdale, sent a nude video to her boyfriend who's supposed to be the coolest guy in the school. Like, everyone worships him. Everyone loves him. He's the coolest guy. He's, played, he's rich. He's, he's... Max, he's
1: played by Austin Ab- But it's Abrams. Austin
0: Abrams and he's just not cool enough to play the role. It's really strange casting.
1: Maybe me and Mike have come, we're both 25.
0: No, really. I've read Maybe a lot it. of things that say it's bizarre because he's oh, not really? He's not particularly tall, which again is like a usual Whoa. thing. But Whoa. No, Whoa. no. I'll I start a list. That was my first thing in a Sorry. list. Sorry. He's not particularly tall. He's not particularly cool. Yeah. I think he's got really cool hair in it. I said that to you when we were watching yeah, it. Yeah, Mike
1: won't shut up about his hair. But
0: uh, but then like he's got a mate in it who's supposed to be like his underling, like his second in command.
1: Yeah. Who is miles cooler than
0: him? And so even again you watching it and you're yeah, like Elliot, why is yeah, yeah. Why is this guy the cool guy? Like and at the end Elliot's like, No, I, I knew you were a prick all along and it's like, what? could have easily been king of the school what are you doing elliot? yeah i didn't
1: love that casting. you could, yeah he
0: he is the main pro- for me i think it was just never believable. i don't think he was ever believable that he would have gone out with drea he was never believed that he would have been king of the school it, no
1: offense um, to the actor because i think no, he again, played yeah. the role really well but yeah i, and just, had, I don't know
0: this film had one of the elliot, biggest
1: if elliot was the main that would have made a lot more sense 100 percent,
0: 100 percent
1: i don't know it would have just suited yeah. a bit of a vibe better yeah
0: this one also had a huge surprise coming of sophie turner just playing like a, a crazy girl in it. Which was just baffling me it because. It's a cameo. It's a cameo. It, she's in two scenes. Yeah. But it was like, one of those things where. Her
1: acting is horrendous. When she was in the fit. first scene, I
0: was like, is that Sophie Turner? Yeah,
1: surely it's surely not. not. not
0: and then it was. And then she's in another scene in the whole film. And then it got to the end, and I was like, right, there must be a, a post credit scene where Sophie Turner's teased as a bad guy for a sequel. Hmm. And he just didn't laugh. And it was like, oh, so Sophie Turner was literally just a two scene actress in this. Yeah. Which again isn't like a massive. Um, we're not saying anything really important about the film, but that is baffling.
1: Yeah.
0: The, like Sophie was, Turner, yeah. who was the lead. But those villain two in scenes X-Men she was film in and... was
1: genuinely bad acting.
0: Oh, she was bad. It was a bad role for her. Yeah. Really bad. Um, Maya Hawke's great in it again. What
1: a great villain! Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Great
0: twist. Great villain. Um, I love Maya Hawke.
1: Yeah, we we are big fans of Maya. Huge Hawk. fan.
0: Greatest Robin. I think I'd watch anything she's in now. I think she's one of those actresses, actors yeah. that I would just watch anything they're in. I would
1: agree. So we are a bit biased in that respect. But the girl who was Dre, was she called Camilla, did you say?
0: Camilla Mendes, yeah.
1: She was great.
0: From Riverdale, she yeah. She's yeah, very good. she smashed this A really role. believable bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the role she plays, essentially, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, she smashed She is just unlikable bitch, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, really
1: good acting. She's I mean, like this has got like leads.
0: a 6.4 on IMDb at the minute, which is very good for a Netflix film and a 66 meta score. Um, I think it's
1: kind of fair. I personally wouldn't rate it that a high. Flat six. Mm, I'll give it a five. I think or 5.5. You go I five. think no, 5. five is 5. I'll go
0: six. I think, I think six is fair. I think it, it kept me wanting to I, watch more.
1: Yeah.
0: The twist.
1: A five for you me. You called it, five but I didn't call the a twist.
0: Um,
1: it's not bad, but it's um, not
0: good. Even though I don't think Austin Abrams was right for the role. I did enjoy his performance. I thought he was fun. He was, was funny. great in it. Yeah. yeah, he was good. And I think he is. I think he's a really good actor. He's yeah. been in like The Walking Dead, and he was in Paper Towns, The Fault in Our Stars, uh, Riders, yeah. yeah. the book that was adapted into a film.
1: Yeah, proper light-hearted, easy watching, good. A Sunday, lot of good stuff. Yeah. Sunday vibe film. Like, yeah. Really chilled. Definitely. A, a lot I would recommend it. You know, I would.
0: Um. So that leaves us with, and it's Katie's choice: Only Murders in the Building season two or Drive.
1: Let's, let's leave Drive to the end cause exactly. it's an old film. It's in old classic.
0: Yes. So this obviously, it's obviously season, season two, two ended a while ago, but we've only just got around to finishing it. Um, and we were both, I think, very, very pleasantly surprised.
1: Claps all around. Yeah, because we like season one obviously so I watched season yeah, two, but this was better for me.
0: Yeah, I think with season one we kind of had it on in the background as an easy watching thing where we never paid full attention. Yeah. I think, like, we, we both enjoyed it and we both liked watching it, but it wasn't like, uh, okay, our phones are down, we're not going to look at anything else other than the screen mm. for the next half hour yeah, type of show. Yeah, it's not like Baby Whereas season two, for me, for the most, for was throughout, I think. I think I was really hooked by season two.
1: It was definitely better than season
0: one. And I think... Uh, I so, enjoyed them plot, both. Do you want to give the rough overview of the plot? or should, Well, so, at the end of season one, mm-hmm. um, Bunny someone who lives in the building with them, who was, like, the building's... Manager? M- not...
1: A <laughs> She, person?
0: Yeah, she was, like, in charge of the development and stuff of the building.
1: Yeah.
0: She's killed in Selena Gomez's flat, Uh, Mabel. Her character name is Mabel. She's killed in Mabel's flat, and it looks like Mabel did it. So at the yeah. end of season one, um, Mabel, Steve Martin and Martin Short, what are their names?
1: Um, Charles
0: and Charles, Sav- Charles Hayden Savage, and what's Martin Short's name? Oliver. Yep, yeah, Oliver Putnam. Good memory. That is that's a big round of applause for you. Thank there. you. Because
1: my memory is
0: so, Mabel, Charles, and Oliver are arrested for her murder. So season two sees them trying to solve the murder and prove their innocence, and they both they all have their individual dramas going on.
1: Yeah. And it's just a
0: really really strong season of telly. Yeah. Um, it introduces Cara Delevingne, yeah, as uh, Mabel's love interest, a an art gallery owner, yeah, who is it's probably one of the best Cara Delevingne Cara Delevingne performances I've seen, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking the same. Like yeah. she's she's good in there. She's not offensive. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, um, my mind is casting back to Suicide Squad when her acting is offensive. Mm-hmm. Yep. it bad. But yeah, she's good in this. Very good. I yeah. liked
0: it, especially in the finale. She plays a really key role, and we won't spoil the finale. Yeah, it's quite. But...
1: It's quite a dramatic finale. The finale, a a re... the finale, I thought, is a the
0: finale a great fun, but... episode of telly. Like it's the finale for me mm. is like a nine a nine star a nine out of ten episode of telly. Yeah,
1: it's good. It's really good.
0: Um, there's there's a lot of like Amy Schumer's in the first two episodes. There's a, just a, there's a lot of stuff to like about it's it. So and it's hard so weird to... though because
1: Amy Schumer just disappears. She's in yes, like that is a weird storyline. Then literally just disappears.
0: I will agree. that is a very bizarre storyline that just completely disappears. And I kind
1: of forgot about it because they brought it out well, and then all that episode eight yeah, I was like, "What happened Amy to that storyline?"
0: Yeah, that is bizarre. And I'll agree with you. I think that's that's the problem. The show's problem mainly is that certain things get forgotten,
1: mm.
0: and I think that happened in season one as well. I think season two did a better job of it, but I think the Amy Schumer one is so glaring because it's Amy Schumer. So if, like, yeah. when you have Amy Schumer in a couple of episodes, it's like, oh, okay, Amy Schumer's in this, and then it's like, Amy Schumer doesn't turn up for a couple of episodes, and you're like, where, where is Amy Schumer gone? Y- go? You know, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, yeah, they could have
1: done a better job with that, definitely.
0: But all in all, like the best storyline. thing about it is that it it really this season particularly really kept me guessing as to who the murderer yeah, was, no idea and who neither was. W- neither of us called it. No. which is, again, like Katie said, she's very good at calling stuff like that. So it is really impressive that we managed yeah. to get 10 episodes in, however many it is, 8 or 10? I
1: think it was 10.
0: Into a show and like, not nearly yeah, had, had no any idea. idea. Yeah, yeah,
1: no idea. Really good, really enjoyed it. Would definitely recommend. I'd give it, what would you give
0: it out of 10? Well, the finale teased Paul Rudd for season 3, oh, so that's did, very did. exciting.
1: So exciting.
0: Um, I'd give that season an 8.5.
1: No, 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 no,
0: an eight point
1: seven. I'd give it an eight point five. I think that's really fair. It's so, again, it's really easy watching. You don't need to proper concentrate on it, but it's also better than mm. that. Because I said, "Do Avengers easy going." Yeah, and it's so much better than that. I it's think Selena story, Gomez though. is really
0: good as well in it to give like a bit of credit mm. to. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, really good.
1: And also, me and Matt have both commented. Whoever's doing Selena Gomez's wardrobe Oh, exceptional. Series. She has the coolest wardrobe.
0: clothes. The so cool. coolest clothes, yep. As for them. Big, um, big win for the wardrobe department. Charles Hayden two... Savage does not. No.
1: Yeah, um, but it suits them, though. Charles
0: is better than Oliver's. Oliver Putnam is the worst-dressed man in, no. in the Arconia. 100%. No. Oh, awful. I disagree. Terrible,
1: I think they're all really well dressed. Terrible. clobber. Clobber. <laughs>
0: terrible clobber. Clobber means but clothes. No, but the English. whole
1: point is that Selena. Clothes are on point, like oh, whoever the yeah, stylist men, is, yeah. is doing a fabulous job. It's
0: a really good, it's a really good series. I I I'm excited for, for season out, three, very fun. excited, yeah, me too. And that leaves us with our last uh, Lord of old Waffle, which Drive. is Drive, a film from 2011. We think, let me double check I'm sure to it's make sure, starring Ryan Goslin yeah. and Kerry Mulligan and Oscar Isaac that we watched for the first time. Well, no, I've seen it before. Okay, you watched for the first time
1: mm-hmm.
0: yesterday, so seeing as you've seen it for the first time, would you like to talk us through the plot?
1: So it's Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. he works officially as like a stunt driver on films, yep. but he's kind of recruited by Brian Quentin to do kind of dodgy jobs, getaway mm-hmm. drive sort yep. of thing. And he has a very strict rule where you have five minutes, he'll so take you wherever you want, you want to go, he'll wait for you for bang on five minutes, and then he'll we either take you with him or he'll leave basically mm-hmm. yeah and it opens with this mint scene, and he picks up these two guys who've obviously robbed somewhere and then he dumps the car in like is it a, a football or a baseball game
0: yeah like so the a big police are chasing is them and it's really yeah. tense
1: and he just dumps the car in, and he gets out and pulls his jacket off and puts on his baseball cap and just walks off and It's just mint. It's yeah a, it is it's, it's such a good great opening scene
0: into a film yeah and, and then, he um, is a great character the driver I don't yeah. think he has a name, I think he's just down as the driver.
1: But the, the storyline for the rest of the film is um, he lives, uh, he has an apartment, and the apartment next door to him is owned by a lady, I can't remember her name, Irene. Irene, but from Promising Young Woman. What's
0: yeah, the... Carrie Mulligan, Carey that's her Mulligan. name in real life.
1: So she has a little boy and her partner's in prison. A
0: little boy's name is, oh, it's called Benicio.
1: Benicio, and they form it like this. This relationship, they're becoming friends, but it's yeah, like also a friendship like a type of thing. Flirty, but there's also a lot, of there's, there's you, feelings you there. And, yeah. yeah, and then a the fellow comes back and it, it all, it all goes downhill from there, basically.
0: Yeah. Um. What I like most about this is it's, it's a proper slow-burning thriller that kind of lulls you into a false sense of security because hmm. other than the opening scene, which, like Katie said, is incredibly tense and and full on yeah. and really sucks you in. You then spend maybe half an hour with him kinda of just getting to know his neighbours and doing his stunt driving job and um working in a garage and you're like, oh, okay, it's kind of like a ro- romance, like he's done that one bad thing. Yeah. And there's a scene where he's just sat eating, Out of nowhere. Sat yeah, eating quite a in dark the of a little bit of a little bit he's a little oh, you of you a job for me a while back a and he says something like, "Either shut your mouth, or I'll knock your teeth down your throat and shut it for you." And you're like, "Oh, he's a bad bloke. Yeah, he's a bad guy." Yeah, and then he from there on, it gets darker and darker. But he he stays likable throughout uh, the protagonist, the driver, because he never he doesn't want to do any of the things he has to do. He's doing it for other people. Yeah, he's, he's always like got this vulnerability to him that makes him kind of separates him from like the action hero trope which mm-hmm. is why I think it's such a good film. And it looks unbelievable. The soundtrack's amazing. All the performances oh. are great. It might be my favourite Ryan Gosling film, you know?
1: Yeah. I, you know what? I yeah. I just think... I agree. I
0: think it's... It's everything you want. And also, Ryan
1: Gosling's want. character is... This is a credit to the Ryan. Such a good character. He can't mm-hmm. have more than A4... One sch- side of a No <laughs> speech.
0: Says nothing, does he? Literally, he, he says barely nothing, speaks. But I Still love it, yeah, love and you understand and everything he does, proper, yeah. yeah. you get a proper feel for really who clever. the
1: character is, and X, Y, Z, and... Genuinely, yeah, it's brilliant. Really good. It really is. Yeah. I
0: mean, think that's, that's a good way of putting it as well, because it's It's great writing, it's great direction, it's great a performance as well, Same so... for
1: Irene, though, for...
0: Um... Yeah, Irene doesn't have a lot to do, yeah. to be honest, yeah. she
1: doesn't say a right lot. It's, it's a really too.
0: understated film, mm. really, because mm. it's... It, it's great. Most of it's, it's really in the good. action and in the performances, rather than in the words... And yeah. it is, it's just a really strong film. And uh, I think I'd give it a 10. I think it's my first Lord of Old Waffle 10.
1: Yeah. I'm going to give it a 9.
0: You're going 9? Yeah.
1: Part of me wants to give it an 8.5, but I'm
0: going to be 8.5 would be too. I'm going to stick I'm with 10. I'm going to give
1: not... it a 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick it with 9.
0: it. I'm giving it a 10. It's my first Lord of World Waffle 10. We haven't had a, a Katie Brown Lord of All Waffle 10 yet, but we'll get there.
1: We'll watch Shrek 2 at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the film she asks for every single day. <laughs> Love it. Look for it. We'll cover it in the uh, Sweet FA Films and Alcohol at some point. Which, uh, speaking of this week, um, Ready or Not is going up. The it is, it 2019 is. horror film um, starring Samara Weaving and Adam Brody.
1: We're going straight in to spooky season, spooky season. every October. Please join us. Come yep. drink with us. Directed
0: by the two directors who did the newest Scream film and are doing the Scream film after that. Yep. A lot of good stuff in it. It's uh, fun commentary. Yeah. And, um, as usual, thank you so much for listening to this. Yep. We appreciate it massively. And um, our Twitter is at Sweet Films Out. Get in touch. Yeah,
1: tweet us. Let us know your opinions on what we talked yep.
0: about. Let us know if there's anything you want us to watch, anything you Spark think we missed out on.
1: Yeah. Do you think me.
0: Hugh Jackman coming back is a good decision, a bad decision? Let us know. Do you enjoy Do Revenge? That's a, that's a good point, yeah. Did you like Do Revenge? Do you think Otter Abram, Austin Abrams is a cool enough guy to play the hero? The hero of the school. Let us know.
1: We want to know. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Um, I've been Mike. I've been Kay. And this has been Lord of Old Waffle, episode two. And we will see you next week. Thank you very much.